Hey everyone, it's Manny Garavito and welcome to another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast. Today I'm very excited to record this episode because we are about to have the Bright Line open its gates so that the people of Miami can go directly to the city of Orlando. That is right, 305 to the 407 in just three and a half hours. How exciting is that? We can now consider Orlando as a part of Miami. So now, the same way we used to say, I live where you vacation, now that Orlando is just three and a half hours away, we can say, I live where I vacation. This is exciting. We now have an ability to travel just about anywhere in the state of Florida because Miami has been its own little bubble for way too long. We consider ourselves to be a part, not a part, but a part of Florida. And pretty soon, if we start conquering all these other cities in the state of Florida, maybe we can change its name to Miami. The same way there's a New York City in New York, New York, New York, there's quite the possibility that we might consider ourselves Miami, Miami. Because if we have a Bright Line Express train to every single city, Latinos are going to start going everywhere. Starting off with Orlando. That is right. Bad Bunny and Pitbull is now a part of the Mickey Mouse crew. Disney is now Miami. That's just the way we roll. We've always been the kind of city that likes taking credit for everything. Even though we live in the bubble, we want to take credit for it. And just like the bright, and the thing is, the bright line is a corporate private business, meaning there's various investors. And I'm pretty, sh and I'm pretty sure Mickey Mouse is an investor because one of the first cities that they're going to is Orlando. So I could just picture Mickey Mouse with a suit on looking around at all the people that have invested, all the corporate people, all the CEOs, and just saying, we need more Latinos in the most magical place on earth. Okay, call me El Ratoncito Miguelito from now on. Okay, that is Tribilin, that is Donaldo Maldonado, and uh, Minnie Mouse is now Mima. Okay, we, we need people from various cultures coming to this place, starting with Miami. So it's exciting to see because apart from Orlando, we now have a direct train to Aventura. And Aventura is kind of already a part of Miami. You know, it's just by affiliation. It's just there, but it's still in Miami. Then we also have Fort Lauderdale, which I think is all, which I think Fort Lauderdale is just one of those cities that want to name themselves differently, but it's part of Miami too. We should just change its name to Miami-Dale or Miami Dale. Then we also have West Palm Beach, which have beautiful beaches, uh, by the way. If you travel to West Palm Beach, you know that some of the beaches there are a little, little empty in comparison to the way we have it here in Miami Beach. I think we should start gentrifying the beaches of West Palm Beach. Now, hear me out. If we take a direct train to West Palm Beach, whenever our beaches get full on a long weekend... We can now bring reggaeton to a city that never even experienced that before. It's exciting. There's so many possibilities happening. So I went on the website and I was curious to see how you can book a train. Now, unfortunately, the Bright Line has stated that it was supposed to start direct trains uh, as of this recording, September 1st. But it has been delayed up until the end of the month, maybe even early October. And, you know, that's typical... Miami behavior, you know, even the bright line is running on Miami time. It's right around the corner. Trust me. Train still in West Palm Beach. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll be right there in a minute. That's the way bright line should operate. 
If you if you decide to take a trip at 9:30, Brightline should show up around 9:45, maybe even 10:15ish. Right? It's got to be on brand. The people of Miami have their own schedules in order for Brightline to be a convenient train, it should consider that maybe even be a little more flakier. Hey guys, I know I said I was going to be there at 9:30, but uh it looks like I'm not going to make it. So uh let's do it again next next time. Let's go, let's go tomorrow morning. And then you pull up with your drink with your, and then you pull up with your train ticket and then like oh no this this ticket isn't valid anymore. God damn it Brightline, you're so flaky. That's just the way it is. So Brightline, make sure that you cater to the people of Miami and you run on your own schedule. Eventually we'll have the rhythm, we'll figure it out. So I went on the website and I'm looking to see what the process is like to book a ticket. It's the same thing as a as an airplane. You say I am from Miami and I want to bombard Orlando and you then have a direct train and the prices are just two options. The first one is the smart price at $79 as of this recording. Okay, because I believe that Miami will eventually influence Brightline to raise its prices. Why is it that Miami prices are higher than West Palm Beach, Aventura and Fort Lauderdale? Well, because Miami charges $25 for a margarita. So you might as well bring it up for the tickets, right? Hey, I'm just saying, it's a possibility. Here in Miami, you got to have the money no matter what the price is. That's how you flex around here. And then the second option, which is the one that you really want to look into, is the premium. However, the difference is that you get to board as priority. Eh, that's not really a good deal. I'll tell you why. Because of the fact that you you are going in first, you get the good seats, quote unquote, and then the people that are the smart ticket holders then got to go to the back of the train. They paid about half of what you paid and their seats are just two inches less. So if I pay $179 or $149 for a premium ticket, the only thing I get is two extra seat, two extra inches in my seat. I get a lounge that has a scanner and a printer. And let me just say this. If you're going on a trip, why do you need a scanner and a printer? If you think to yourself, well, let me print these documents, you know, something for the office. If you're already on a trip, it's too late. You're going to hold on to those documents till when? Until you come back? You're fired. <laughs> you ain't going to have a job if those documents need to be printed. So here's my take on the difference between smart ticket purchasers and premium ticket purchasers. Premium ticket purchasers, the, the amenities, they don't really make it. They don't really make up for the price. We don't need the lounge. Forget the two extra seats. Maybe priority, but it's a little awkward to sit in first and then smart people walk in. Hey there, smart guy. Enjoy the trip. I think, I think the, the titles are a little reversed. But anyways, I digress. So if you, Brightline, you're leaving money on the table. If you really want to make a good marketing plan to sell the premium ticket price, you have to make it something that Miami would love. Now, based on what I can read here, you, you can bring food on the train. And that's one of the things that you offer for the 149 price tag. It says snacks and beverages provided. But we don't know what those snacks and beverages are. So people are going to be investing 40 extra dollars for a snack that they, what is the snack? We don't know. And if you got the smart ticket, you can purchase whatever it is that you want. So you have the option. So right there, you're already losing some people 
and when they make the math and what they prefer to eat. It's not catering to the people of Miami. What you got to do to get as much money as possible with that premium ticket, you got to forget the lounge. Forget that little office space you guys got in there. Make it a mini nightclub, like in one of those boxcars. Just a, a lounge that has a DJ, maybe some bottle service. You put a bouncer up front so all the smarty pants ticket holders can't get in there. No, no, no. You're on the other side of the cart. You're not, you're not part of this crew. You go in there. You do a little dancing. It's three and a half hours. What do you think Miami wants to do on its way to Universal Studios and Disney World? They want to get drunk. That's the pregame. Think about it. And if, and if you do implement this idea, because the same way that bus parties are very popular business models in Miami is the same way that party trains can do the same. It's the same thing, but better because we're not going home after that bus parks. Once that train gets to the station, we're going to keep the party going elsewhere. All right. If you do implement this business model, I want 20%. And once you, and I know you will. I know you will, Brightline, because you're a private company and you need every dollar to satisfy Mickey Mouse and all your investors. Once you implement this, I'm going to put this little clip out and I'm going to call you out on it because I know it's a fantastic idea. I'm just saying. Okay? But here's, here's a problem that you might face, Brightline. How long will it take up until the point that people are going to start acting like drug mules over to Orlando? We're in Miami, all right? The people of Orlando, they used to bring souvenirs back to Miami. Now that we have a Brightline train directly to Orlando, some people are going to be carrying fanny packs, right? And anyone that's wearing those fanny packs probably aren't going to be suspected as a drug mule. <laughs> some guy with Crocs and a Mickey Mouse shirt and a fanny pack will never be double-checked. So I don't know how you're going to prevent this, but I think it's inevitable that eventually... The people from uh, Miami is going to be bringing snow globe souvenirs, wink, wink, to the city of Orlando. <laughs> All right. So Miami will be expanding. It's exciting to see. I'm actually very, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just taken aback because now I always feel like it's Groundhog's Day in Miami. Like we have great nightlife, sure, but it's only a handful of them, right? It's only like, what, four or five options. Uh, you go to your favorite bars already, and you visit them over and over. You've been to all the nightclubs. You've been to all the strip clubs. You've eaten out all your favorite restaurants. But now we have the ability to start going into new terrain. And I, it's just this is a new level for Miami, in my opinion. And I believe that one of the things that you should look into, Brightline, now that we're able to visit theme parks in other cities, is you got to do the specials during the holidays. That's right. I think... I think Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando is just one of the most important things to carry the people of Miami over. All right, you got to get extra trains. I don't know about, you know, making it spooky or whatever because maybe some people are a little afraid to travel. Huh? But maybe, you know, the conductor of the train could put on a Grim Reaper outfit, start freaking people out as they start walking. You know, whatever it takes. But now that October is around the corner, Halloween Horror Nights is now going to be a Miami thing. Because forget forget all the haunted houses of Miami. You know, you know in front of the malls or whatever, all cute for the kids. I never believed that a haunted house could exist in the city of Miami. The housing prices are so bad here, not even ghosts want to move in. Like how are you going to how are you going to spook somebody out that's in a in the middle of a party? Ghosts don't want to hang out here. 
how are you gonna how are you gonna haunt somebody in a penthouse? They got a bunch of strippers in there, you know, some guys banging them. What are you gonna do? You're gonna start shaking the chandelier while he's doing his thing. Somebody's doing a line of coke. You're gonna start flickering the lights. They're gonna be like, oh my god, this is some primo stuff. It just it's just not possible. So even if there was even if there was a haunted house in Miami, the only thing you gotta do to cleanse it, forget the Ouija board. Just put a candle down on a coffee table and then just put the, the, the mortgage bill right next to it. A ghost is going to look at that and be spooked out. Like, oh, this guy's having it a little rough. I don't want to be around here anymore. That's, that's a scary bill. Let me get out of here. <laughs> so Halloween Horror Nights is now the best thing to do with during Halloween here in the city of Miami. If you're patient enough, you can head on over there. And then what's going to end up happening to Halloween Horror Nights? It's no longer going to be a horror thing. It's going to be a reggaeton thing. It's going to be one big party. You know when you walk up and down the streets of Halloween Horror Nights and people just start jumping out of trash cans? Oh, yeah, yeah. Forget all that. You're going to have those beats playing, and then you're going to start twerking with that Jevita from uh, The Ring. How many days I got left, baby, after seeing you? Seven days. All I need is tonight. <laughs> so Halloween Horror Nights, congratulations. The people of Miami will now become a part of your theme park. And uh, like I said, man, this is probably one of the most exciting announcements in the city of Miami, in my personal opinion, because now that we're able to expand, we're able to take in the, uh, the culture that is Florida, and we're able to contribute to it instead of just staying all in Miami. So that is it for the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to go to the Brightline website, start booking your, trip, uh, start booking your trips to wherever it is that you want to go in the state of Florida. I even believe that we can go down to... Places like the Keys and even out of state. We could probably go to Atlanta, the Carolinas, uh, the tri-state area. Who knows? As long as Brightline stays successful to the city of Miami, the possibilities of us expanding everywhere is endless. So here's uh, to you, Miami, and all your adventures that's lying ahead. And thank you to Brightline for setting it up. By the way, this, this episode was not sponsored by it. I'm just a fan of the fact that I can easily travel outside of Miami now without having to put miles on my leased car. So here's a couple of announcements before we end it completely. Uh, the first thing is make sure you guys support the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube. We are on there at Miami comedy podcast. We're on TikTok as well. And Instagram reels Buy a new Miami comedy shirt over at the merch store. All right. We just launched a great line of products. Make sure you guys visit shop.miamicomedy.com. And thank you once again for tuning in. I'll see you on the next episode.